Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. I think these guys get each other going. Mackey and Judd. It's a good group of guys. They're just waiting for everything to kind of click again and come back together. On 1500 ESPN. This Smith stopped to go to the lane. The caliber for the long gun. He nails another. What a night for Anthony Tolliver. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find this article. You guys found it in the other room here. Uh, Chicago Sun-Times. By the way, Manny Hill's hanging out with us from What's the Race by Wolves podcast. Manny? The ride with Royce. Oh, yeah, that's right here. All yeah. right. Chicago Sun-Times. And you have quotes from Carl Anthony Towns from The Athletic, too, that we can get <laughs> this to. This keeps getting juicier. He wouldn't acknowledge his contract situation, and he wouldn't acknowledge the reported strife, but he said, once I'm done vacationing, I'll get back in town, and obviously there's a lot of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Here's an article from the Chicago Sun-Times. Jimmy Butler and Kyrie Irving could have plans to try and take over the East. <laughs> oh, my. I saw that earlier today. Go ahead. Um, I'm trying to find the part where he hates Carl Anthony Towns. All right. Kyrie has already said he won't be signing a contract extension this summer. As for Butler, a league source said he has no intentions of signing an extension with Minnesota, all but fed up with the nonchalant attitude of his younger teammates, specifically Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> I thought it was Andrew Wiggins like a couple of weeks ago that he was sick of. Sounds like it's it was. Buzz. It yeah. was at one point, yes. So here I'm just gonna I'm gonna read you a couple more things and then we can react. Just taking turns flaming everyone as he goes. Right. Yes. Right. Uh this is from this is from his quote in April to the Chicago Sun Times. Quote Butler, I just don't think there have been many people that have understood how important winning is to me. I just had a conversation about that very thing with somebody. Not important who, maybe it was Kyrie. But I put so much into this game, and I only play to win. I don't play for any individual stats or accolades, any of that. And at times I get lost in how everybody is not built the way that I'm built, specifically talking about his young teammates. Okay. <laughs> if he's not going to resign, I and I brought this, this up to these so guys, much. like, shouldn't they be trading him right now? Shouldn't you be floating him to the Lakers for well, Brandon Ingram right now? I've, in the back of my mind for the last few weeks, I've thought, I've wondered if, this might be a situation where they do have to move on from him and try and get something for him this summer before, you know, or at the deadline before he just jets for nothing and you get you get nothing. And they're so far over the cap now that his 19 or 20 million coming off the books isn't really going to help you. So that that thought is kind of always coming to my mind like, OK, well, if he's not happy and if he's not going to sign an extension, might this be time for them to just move on from him and try and get some assets for him? Um, but this is also an operation that's run by Tom Thibodeau, and Jimmy is his guy, and 
you're going to have a hard time trying to convince Tom Thibodeau to trade away his guy that he loves so much. Okay, so, I think it's going to be on. it's going to be impossible. There's yeah. there's more to this story that I just found. Just so, let me let me throw this out. Can Butler still change his mind? That's the question posed by the author. Sure. Absolutely. Sure. Especially if Minnesota were to do the almost improbable and move Carl Anthony Towns. The other scenario would be if Towns somehow showed Butler that he is the foxhole player rather than being Amish-like, quote-unquote, as the big man described of himself during the first-round playoff loss to Houston. Again, doubtful. You know what? Jimmy Butler is a fantastic player. He's one of the top, in my opinion, one of the top 12 players in the NBA. But he's 28 years old. He's played a lot of minutes. And he's had some injuries in the past. And he's up for a new contract. I mean... you have Carl Anthony Towns, who is one of the best big men in this young big men in this league. I mean, between him and Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid, like you, if you have a choice between one of those two guys, the smart play is to go with the younger guy. If you guys, this is not brain surgery, if, and I love Jimmy Butler, but come on. If you guys had asked me on June twenty second of last year. When, when Butler was acquired by Tibbs, if you had said, all right, Judd, lay out the worst case, how, what's the worst thing, the, the direction that things could go? I pretty much would, would have given you the play-by-play that is currently transpiring here. Yeah. Yeah. Wiggins doesn't improve. Butler c- comes here and gets, gets frustrated by the two top stars. You know, the fact that we're, the fact that we're now again seeing any even thought of of cat being moved, which they're not going to do, I don't think. But nonetheless, the fact that it's even being broached, this is this is playing out as an absolute worst case. And the problem here, and this goes back to the fact that there's not a president of basketball ops who is not the coach of the team. Right. The fact that that, that you have one guy who is Jimmy's guy tells me the resolution is going to be ugly. And it's damn near impossible yeah. to be to be satisfactory. It's like you, you hear this stuff from Jimmy Butler, and I'm with Manny too. Like I love Jimmy Butler, but at some He's point, great. it's just He's a fantastic player. And at some point, maybe it's just not a fit here for different reasons. Maybe the age gap and the and the compete level gap is too wide right now. But it's like okay, Jimmy Butler feels this irrational way about one of the bright young stars, and I'm talking about Towns, not Wiggins, in the mm-hmm. NBA. And as a fan, as a follower, you're looking around saying, okay, well, like. Someone in the organization, just be the voice of reason and talk to Butler. Okay, who can talk? Oh my God, it's Tom Thibodeau that's supposed to have that yeah. conversation. And he agrees with Jimmy Butler, like Jub was just saying. So the only solution here, unless Towns finds a way, it sounds like, to make it work relationship-wise with Jimmy Butler, is to just get rid of both Tom Thibodeau and Jimmy Butler at some point. That's the direction this is headed in. And it's and probably going to do, that, that. next summer is probably going to be, Another reset button for the Timberwolves, the way this is all going. And you have to look at Tom Thibodeau as the head coach and the president of basketball operations. He is the one who has to sit everybody down and say, all right, what do we need to do? What do we all need to do to get this to work? Because it can work because this roster has too much talent to be sitting here bickering at each other and mad at each other and frustrated with each other. Yeah. How do we make this work? You need a connect- that is you need Tom a Thibodeau's job. He is getting paid yeah. $8 million a year to coach the team, be the president of basketball operations, and to manage personalities. And the confidence that he has the ability to, to do those things is zero, Manny. He's not a connector. Yeah. He's not a connector. It's zero. He, he is at his happiest during basketball games when he is screaming 
and stomping around and yelling. And you tell me. And and the problem is that he and Butler are the same guy. Yeah. And so so instead of Butler being the captain, see, I thought, stupidly, I thought that Butler w- was going to, to come here and be the the conduit for mm-hmm. Tibbs, right? That he was going to go to Wiggins and Towns and the young players and be like, all right, here's what Tibbs means. Tibbs screams and yells, yeah. listen to this, this, and this, and tune him, him out on this, this, and this. But it's not that way. Mm-hmm. Instead, they are basically the same person, and so but and Butler has no patience either. Right. So who's got patience? And okay. but, but and this also goes back to, to the fact that that Wiggins is never going to have a chance to improve in this environment. The other thing too never. is you, if you look back at Jimmy's last year in Chicago, you know they made the playoffs. They were the eight seed. They won those first two games against the Celtics, and you know Rondo was there, Dwayne Wade, and those guys. There was you remember there was a little bit of dissension in that locker room. Oh, there was a lot during the season the because end, there was yes. talk about you know Freddie Hoiberg can he manage these guys and you know there's there's uh, there's a beef between you know Jimmy Butler and Rajon Rondo and Rondo's mad at Dwayne Wade and all this other stuff and you do have to wonder and I, again I love Jimmy Butler but you do have to wonder if you know when when something is repeating itself you have to wonder if it's that person like Dwight Howard I look at Dwight Howard playing now on his fifth team in, well, he's a free agent now because the Nets bought him out, but he's bounced around so many times, and at some point, you got to look in the mirror and say, okay, is it me? Am I the issue here? And I'm not saying that Jimmy, I'm not trying to imply that Jimmy Butler is this locker room cancer and he's going to screw everything up, but he's got to, if, if Tom Thibodeau is going to look to him as a leader on this team, he has to be the one. He can't just be throwing shade at the young players. He's got to take them in and say, look, let's. how do we make this work? How do we make this work? And Tom Thibodeau has to be an overseer of that. It's like they both, it, Tom Thibodeau and Jimmy Butler, in their own lanes, if it's just Tom Thibodeau breaking down defensive film, and I, I would say as an assistant coach in today's NBA, mm-hmm. I think if you if you turned him loose, okay, he could he could be fantastic. Jimmy Butler in his own lane, grind your ass, late first round pick, become the best player you can be, awesome. The problem is they're in these leadership roles, yes, and you have to be you have to be that connector of people, you have to be that empowering figure. You can't just look around the room and call everyone else an idiot. And yeah. that might be true. Like maybe there are some young players who don't get what it takes to work the right way or to play defense the right way. But it's on you as part of your job description, overseer of basketball operations and leader of locker room and best player, and Jimmy Butler, to help bridge that gap with those players. And Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins are young players who were drafted high, who were highly touted guys, who for the most part have kind of had. You know, things handed to them to a degree where, you know, everybody was talking about how, oh, you're going to be so great and all this. You've got to, you you came here, you took over this young roster. You've got to manage these guys. You've got to teach it. You can't just get mad and frustrated with them and, oh, I'm just sick of these young guys and mm-hmm. they just don't understand it. Help them understand it. Yeah. Is there a scenario? You signed Andrew Wiggins to a $148 million well, that's contract. The, that's the problem. You have to invest in Correct. it. Is there, is, there a, in is there a scenario here where they, where Carl Anthony Towns doesn't sign the five-year max contract? I think he's going to, I think 95% he signs the five-year max contract. Yeah. But it's I'm wondering if there's like a detonation right. button here where they wind up losing or or he signs it and then well, in a year or two he demands a trade and gets... And right. now all of a sudden, like you have to preserve Carl Anthony Towns. Here's the scary part, here. though. Right. Here's the scary part: 
The guy, the guy that is essentially the assistant coach and GM of this team, Jimmy Butler, if he he wants to trade him, I don't trust Tibbs because Tibbs should say shut up and go away, never bring that up again. But we keep seeing this stuff. No, this is yeah. what concerns me. Yeah. You t- you tell me there should not be rumors about trading you tell, Carl Anthony you tell me it's this. So stupid. Who who is the second most influential person in that organization? Forget Glenn, because Tibbs runs the entire basketball ops. So Tibbs runs Jimmy the entire. It's Jimmy Butler. It's not yeah. Scott Layden. It's Jimmy Butler. It's Jimmy Butler. And if Jimmy Butler is going to push Tibbs on, hey, if you want me to stay, because you know you know that Tibbs will move heaven and earth to keep him. And Tibbs is not going to say it didn't work. I'm sorry. I'm trading you. He's going to say, what do you want me to, to do? This, and to be honest, this is a frightening prospect. And to be honest, just because of what happened with Jimmy this year with the knee injury and you know, they kind of they probably rushed him back a little bit sooner because they wanted him for the playoffs. And they played him and, and too all much. That, and they probably him. played him too much. Yep. And then that last game against the Rockets, he had to check out because his knee was his knee flared up and it was bothering him. <laughs> and he's twenty. He's going to be twenty nine when the season starts, which means he's going to be. If you do sign him to an extension, he's going to be getting ready to turn thirty. And I just I'm a little bit concerned about giving him an extension. A, a, bit? a max, a max extension, talking five years and for sure, you 180 or whatever, whatever yeah. the hell it would be. I'd be more than you and I agree. I'm concerned, concerned about that. I agree with you. And and I love him, and I think he's a great player, and he's 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 a fun player, and he's he adds that. You know, I'm using some Tib, Tibbs language here with toughness and grit and all this other stuff. Crazy goals, but you you just you just have to wonder about signing him to a long term deal like that versus. Maybe parting ways with him and trying to get some some young assets. I mean, you're going to have potentially other contracts coming off the books. You're going to have Taj's 14 million coming off the books. You're going to have, you know, maybe Jeff Teague decides to opt out of that third deal. That's 19 coming off. So you you have an opportunity here to maybe hit the reset button if this is not going to work. But it's going to come down to the head coach being willing. Here's to do the that. potential question. What is Butler going to encourage Tibbs to go to uh, Boston and offer for uh, Kyrie now? If Butler, if Butler and Kyrie are on the same page, I could see Butler going to Tibbs and saying, "Well, if you don't want me to leave, bring him here." I mean, you're, you're saying trading Cat for what no, you, no, no. I'm, I'm, well, sa- I'm saying what could the potential? Jimmy Butler and Kyrie are are thick as thieves as well, and yes. they're, and they're big friends. So my point is, if Butler's the assistant GM, I think he's going to go to Tibbs and say, "If you don't want me to leave here and keep me happy, get me Kyrie here." Yeah, but there's not. But I mean, what are you going to get? I mean, I have no idea. What I'm are you going to give up to get Kyrie Irving? You're you'll, probably, you'll offer Wiggins, and they will say, you know what? They will I, think, I, think we're, I think we're good on the young wing players. <laughs> yeah, we're going to stay. We're, stick we'll, with we'll, we we'll sit here with Jason yeah. Tatum and Jalen Brown for much cheaper, yeah. who are better than both better than Andrew Wiggins. And there's no uh, there's no incentive for Boston, which is trying to win the championship, to trade Kyrie. So like, I mean, if Kyrie and Butler are going to play together, it's on are, another team not named the yeah, Wolves. I mean, what is Teague and? Yeah, it's not. I mean, just, <laughs> and I like Jeff, but I don't think I mean, that, that there's a lot of common sense going on at Target Center right now. Let okay, me put it that I'll way. I'll tell you yeah. what. You know what? I don't know if it was as much Judd, but I brought up a few weeks ago the notion that the Wolves should trade Jimmy Butler this offseason. And it like, mostly has been, oh, I mean, that's it's, it's ridiculous in that Tom Thibodeau would never do it. And it's but if anybody else because, ran the team, it, it should be something you're considering right now. And it's ridiculous to a degree because they just traded for him a year ago and you you know, you you give up what you gave up for him, and then you pull the plug after a year. But the landscape has changed so much it, in the year. It though. has changed a lot. Has changed, and we've seen other teams around the league get a lot stronger. And the Wolves are just sort of handcuffed 
in terms of what they can do to get better to, to catch up with a Houston or a Golden State or now the Lakers. I mean, they're they're in a very tough spot and they they've got some huge decisions to make this offseason. Yeah. Manny, thanks for coming thanks, in, dude. Manny. Got it, man. Thanks catch for having Manny me, on the ride with Roycey and also Raised by Wolves. You can download, subscribe anywhere you would find podcasts. Fifteen hundred ESPN dot com, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Dave, what do you got for us in questions when we come back? A chance for you guys to play GM of all of Minnesota sports and a sports philosophical question that I was muttering about in my head last night. I want to throw at you guys. All right, Mackie and Judd, TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout. Just have to make a little time to do it. On 1500 ESPN. Now, back to Mackie and Judd. If anyone wants to clap, now is the time to do it. Live from the TCL Broadcast Studios on 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackie and John. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. All right, Mackie and John. Dave's got some questions for us. We just spent the whole break. Target Center's breaking this basically down. on fire right now. Later on, once we later in the hour. I'm working hypothetical Jimmy Butler trades. I'm going to give you one, okay? Okay. It involves... And we can talk more about Cat, too. All right. All right. Here's Dave. It's your chance to play GM of not just the Minnesota Timberwolves, not just the Minnesota Wild, but also the Minnesota Twins. You are in charge of all three franchises right now that we desperately want to see be moving players in the short term. All right? Twins, obviously, before the trade deadline, and the Wolves and Wild before the season... Starts because, well, you can't do anything in free agency because you've got no money to spend. We want to see some deals. We want to see some moves. So tell me, you guys are in charge of all three teams. Pick one player among those three teams. So one player only that you want to see moved more than any other. (laughs) Not only to get them off the team, but you have to think value coming back as well. So one one for each of those teams. No, no, no. One, one, for one, one for one total. All of the three. If you want to give me a couple runners up, that's fine from the other club. But I need that single one guy you want gone. It's a it's a it's a tie between Andrew Wiggins and Miguel Sano right now. <laughs> no ties. Break the tie. One um, player. Well, the, the I mean, obviously, if you could ship the Andrew Wiggins contract and get anything back in return. I just don't think uh, people are going to say, but what if he turns into this or this? Like, I I don't think he's got the demeanor to turn into one of the top 20 players in the NBA. He's he's sleptwalked through his first four seasons in the league, including playoff games. He doesn't with his current head coach, that's for sure, and this current team. Okay, but he didn't. Flip Saunders was his coach, and he was a zombie for Flip Saunders, too. You'd think that. Yeah, I don't think it would have been this bad. With flip, if but, flip he, but you either have the demeanor or you don't. You either wake up in the morning and you want to kick somebody's ass in your profession or you don't. And he doesn't. Like he wakes up in the morning. <laughs> he does and, like three times a year. <laughs> yeah, he's got those um, motivation <laughs> games, games against Cleveland and then maybe one other <laughs> motivation games for young for the young. I think man. when yeah. he wakes up in the morning, he thinks about what type of sugary cereal is for breakfast and what video games is he going to play. He thinks about that shot. He loves a shot. I guess. Hey. I'll say Andrew Wiggins. If you can get. If you can get out from underneath the contract and get fifty cents on the dollar, I would, I would, I would designate him. All right. Um, of the three teams, I'm actually going to not surprisingly, not surprisingly, go wild. And I am, despite the fact that I won't get a ton for this contract, if I could do it, Zach Parisi's contract. 
The salary cap doesn't go up enough, and I've got to dump. Ideally, I can dump one, one of the two contracts. Suter, I don't know how he's going to come back from the broken leg, but he, he's not a disaster. Zach is a nice player, but he, he's got a bad back now that's been surgically repaired. He's in his 30s. Um, a decline is inevitable. He plays a style of game like Butler where it takes a big-time toll on him. And so if I could get rid of a contract in town, even though I wouldn't get a ton back, it would be Zach's contract to clear a cap space that, that, that I could then use for, obviously, a younger player or two. Okay. So it'd be Zach Parisi. I'm trying to think of other runners up here because it's increasingly more clear that this Jimmy Butler thing, it's been, it was a fun ride for a year. He hates Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. He's, he's saying so through the Chicago Sun Times now for the second time. If you, so if you know that this is going to end in him leaving the organization and going to play for the Nets with Kyrie Irving or something, then you have to get something for him. I'm perplexed by the hate for Cat. I don't get this. Like I, I don't I, I understand that I understand that that Cat defensively uh, has a ways to go, and I get that the fact that his personality is a bit different, probably from Butler's. But all that being said, Cat is potentially a great player. Like it, Wiggins, I get the frustration. Because you, you play with him and you're like, dude, you can do so much more. And he doesn't seem to care. The cat thing, I'm really, really perplexed by. Also, too, it's like people with, with Wiggins, it's demeanor and it's it's his lack of efficiency. In a league where you've got 48 minutes and you've got a limited amount of shots and you can't waste a bunch of, on 22-foot sure. clankers, right? Yeah. And and with Towns, it's like he's one of the most efficient players in the league. He's passionate, obviously cares, and maybe there's a few things personality-wise that you want to tweak, defense you want to tweak. But we overlook all these amazing things about him. And by we, I mean Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler's agent, who's very vocal about this stuff, and uh, and Tom Thibodeau. I, it's like they don't understand. Yeah, there's some deficiencies, but holy crap, this is one of the best players in the NBA right now as an unfinished product. So, all right. So I'm driving home from my own ball game last night, listening to the Twins. I flip it on just as Robbie Grossman hits the grand slam in the fifth. And we come back, and Gibby serves up the solo home run to start off the bottom of the fifth, and he gives up a few more hits and a couple more runs after that before the inning's out. And I got to thinking, momentum's a funny thing in sports. You know, they always say in baseball, you put up that crooked number, you got to go out and put up a zero. (laughs) Put up a zero, save that momentum. Yeah, way to go, boys. So I want you to look at the four sports, the, the four big ones, baseball, basketball, hockey, football, where does momentum mean the most in your mind? Is it overblown? Is it underthought of? However you want to say that. Where does momentum fall as far as the importance in a team winning maybe just a game or you could say momentum in a season as well? Um, I, I would say this. Momentum does not apply to a playoff series or or from day to day to day. So I think that, I think that there's no such thing from from one game to the next. That being said, I think it can be applied in games. And so I'm going to say that the top two sports would be basketball and hockey. Baseball, baseball, you switch sides. It's a slower game. The pitcher didn't hit. There's so there's so your your lineup can get hot, but things change drastically when when, when you come out and go on defense. Uh, fo- pitcher hit last night. Yeah, they maybe did. a couple they knocks. Did. Come on, I'm going to say I'm going to say hit better than he pitched. I'm going to say that if you get on a real run in basketball, it, it applies w- within a game. But the biggest mistake that people make is to say, well, if they won game two of the playoffs, they're going to come back with, with the momentum and win game three. 
I don't think it applies that way. But I, I'll say within a game and certainly a quarter or half, it can apply in a sport like basketball. It matters a lot less in baseball because you can change variables so much easier, right? Or we'll just put another pitcher in, okay? Uh, Clayton Kershaw starts a game today. Or this guy's not working, we bring in another pitcher and all of a sudden, boom, that guy puts a stop to it. I think momentum matters the most in in sports where you can physically impose your will or your energy, where crowd gets noisy or or team feels hulkish because of a big play that just happened and you can and now all of a sudden you know you've got a team physically hesitant or something um but i th- this is my theory on momentum too it's definitely overplayed in that you can't really predict where it's going it exists like one team feels a stronghold over another team one team has more energy one fan base is empowering its organization more those things definitely exist or maybe a hitter at the plate you're just you're seeing the ball better now but it's so hard to predict where all of that goes and if all of a sudden if like one mistake takes place and momentum shifts the other way so or some people like the stat geeks will tell you momentum uh, it's it doesn't exist no it 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 exists in games i think it does and clutch hitting and clutch performing exists but the predictability of it can be pretty difficult should we do expanded questions when we come back here? We can explore the space. And I just came up with a Jimmy Butler trade. I think I want to hear. This. I think we should. He's the West. Call Why don't you him, call yeah. call West. Tibbs? Call Tibbs. Are we staying in the West. Tell him your idea. We'll I'm sure to, Tibbs would love that. We'll get to it. Mackie and Judd TCL broadcast here. Mackie and Judd resume things following these messages. That is good news on 1500 ESPN. Phil Mackey. Poke it out of the bunker, two putt for a 10. You lost the course. Then I lit myself on fire. Judd Zolgad. Am I just getting old and super cranky or old and sort of cranky? Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. All right, expanded questions here to question three, and then I'm going to give you guys a Jimmy Butler hypothetical trade scenario. I'm almost more interested in that. That says a lot. It's questions three not good? Oh, no, question three is rock solid. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's going to uh, talk about the uh, celebration we'll be having tomorrow. Happy early 4th of July, gentlemen. We've got a lot of traditions in this country. A lot of that go with holidays. Tomorrow we'll blow crap up to celebrate the uh, independence of our great nation. On Mm -hmm. Christmas, you give presents. On Thanksgiving, you eat turkey. On New Year's uh, Eve, you... Get drunk, wear a funny hat, blow on a noisemaker, and kiss a random person at midnight. We've all got our traditions. On birthdays, that's even not a holiday, but you eat cake on a birthday, right? That's Mm -hmm. a tradition. Give me the holiday or other tradition that we have in this country you could do without or you would like to see changed to something else or improved upon. Because blowing crap up in the backyard is probably number one. In, uh, with a bullet in my uh, in my list. I'm with you on that. There's not a lot of upside there, right? We're going to light some things off and maybe lose some limbs. I'm okay with the big show. You know, you go to the, the city park and they yeah. do a big 30-minute extravaganza, but I don't need bottle rockets and Roman candles in my life. I'm with Dave on that. I've never had the urge, as you're driving through Wisconsin, and every exit there's huge signs that say, Firework! <laughs> Firework City, only 27 miles away! It's like, yeah, And there goes your right hand. Yeah, it's like every every exit in Wisconsin is fireworks or cheese. A beef sticks too. Or shaming billboards about various religious topics and things like that. My heartbeat started twelve days. Exactly. <laughs> That's pretty much all you see going through Wisconsin. Hey, lining kugels, anyone? <laughs>
<laughs> Spotted cow. That's right. Oh, God, I love Spotted, spotted cow. cow. You know what? I'm going to say this. Spotted as, cow. As a guy who is uh, about 50% Irish, St. Patrick's Day has jumped the shark in this country. A lot of posers out there. You should have to show, like, you should have to register on Ancestry.com or something and prove that you're at least 50% Irish before 50? before you celebrate St. Patrick's oh, Day. Oh, whoa! 50's a big number. I, oh. If you're not majority Irish, you're a fraud. So I can't get drunk on, on St. Patrick's Day, then? No, you can. You just can't go to the Irish pubs and take up space. Well, I don't do that anymore. anymore. It's a waste of time. You're right. You don't go to Irish pubs? Not not on oh, that on day. St. Patrick's oh, day. Oh, no, okay. on St. Patrick's Day, I stay as far away as I possibly can. Yeah, and I'm with you. Like, I, I'm yeah, comfortable I in my Irishness. I don't. I can sit at home and drink. Yeah. I would just say, unless you're willing to order a Guinness or a you know, Jameson, if you're going to go to the Irish pub and get hammered on Green Bud Light, yeah. get the F out. I'm with Dave on that, too. All right. I agree with, with both you, you, you guys. In fact, I would ban fireworks, period. Big shows, people buying them. You're done with I'm all of them. I'm done with them. St. Paul, Mayor, good job. Getting rid of the fireworks show to me is brilliant. I love it. Fireworks are a waste of time. Complete waste of time. They're dangerous. There's no upside at all. But since you both said that. Sounds like the hockey regular season. <laughs> or, or basketball at this rate. But since you both uh, both said fireworks previously, I'm going to give you this one. Halloween and pumpkins. No more pumpkins. No, You know what? People put them on their stoop. What happens? They rot or they get thrown in the street or somebody tries to, to put a firework in them and blows them, them up. There is no... Is that a common thing? There is, fireworks there, is no, there is no redeeming... There is nothing redeeming about pumpkins whatsoever. So if I ran, if I ran the, the, the whole thing, I would say if you want to go door to door, that's fine. Of course, I, I ordinarily shut the, the uh, light off so people can't come to my house and ring the doorbell. But if you want to go door to door, that's fine. But I'm done with pumpkins. I'm banning the sale of pumpkins. I like that because anyone also who does the old pull out the seeds and bake them. Yes. That's disgusting. It, it, the they're whole, not any good. They're just a waste. Of, it's a waste it's of not, time. Not good. What What is the redeeming thing about pumpkins? A pumpkin pie. I'm oh, with the pumpkin okay, pie. Okay, that's pumpkin fine. Pumpkin pie is a delight. Good point. Good point. But beyond that, like as far as I'm going to put a, I'm going to carve the pumpkin, I'm going to put a candle in it, and I'm going to put, oh, whoops, I knocked it over, my house burned down. Is there anything that you just allow people to have fun on their own? Like, do you always have to be the fun police when it comes to... Well, he asked me a question. I thought I'd give a really good response. I know, response. I'm just saying, like, you are the fun I hate police fire- with everything, I hate though. fireworks. I don't like pumpkins. I'm trying to think of things that are fun. How about this? What if we, fl- we flip can- it around? What are, what are your favorite holiday landmarks or traditions what are the things that you really look forward to thanksgiving besides thanksgiving. alcohol related things thanksgiving football games it's great love it <laughs> so pretty like much watching th- football which you can do every other sunday i know but on a thursday you get the three game package it's fantastic you hate thursday football you no 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 I, no 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 very good point. no 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 hey, you get to no. watch the lions every year yeah. I, sorry i love that and i probably will the dolphins let me some. allow yeah. allow me to speak and correct and correct you guys I hate Thursday night football game, games, but I love the Thanksgiving Day package of games. I love the Detroit game. I think it's fantastic. I covered it once. It was so much fun. Uh, the Dallas game. So, yes, I don't like the Thursday night package of games that's played throughout the season, but the Thanksgiving Day games, I think, are brilliant. Love it. We've got major Carl Anthony Towns uh, slash Jimmy Butler whoa. journalism drama going on here. I th- I, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's up? Um, 
I think I, there's there's a couple people trying to discredit the Chicago Sun Times report that has Jimmy Butler basically. It's it, he's not directly quoted, but he's obviously the source for the story and saying that he doesn't want to play with Carl Anthony Towns and that the Wolves can fix the solution. They can fix the problem, and the solution is Carl Anthony Towns should just be traded so that Jimmy Butler can be happy in Minnesota, which is ridiculous. Um, I, I've got a solution if you want it. We don't even have to go to commercial break. I'll just give you the trade right now. Okay. You want the, I you want hear the Jimmy Butler I, trade I right now? I want to hear it right now. Yeah. So it's hard because you have to make salaries match up, and Boston has feast or famine contracts. They're either like 25 or $30 million, or it's or it's guys who are on their rookie contracts, and they're not going to trade. They're not going to want to trade Gordon Hayward. If you're going to try and ship Jimmy Butler out, which, again, this is never going to happen as long as Tom Thibodeau oversees the organization. But if he's not going to resign, and if he hates Carl Anthony Towns, and if he's going to be a free agent next year, you should be exploring a trade of, of Jimmy Butler. Yep. The Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron. I think you ask about LeBron first. Rondo then. Just to see. And Stevenson. I don't th- and I don't think you can trade any of the guys they signed or are on the verge of signing here. Like uh Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Like Rondo. Yep. No, you're uh, in right. theory, like you could swing a trade and those are just verbal agreements. So I guess they still have cap room to absorb him. But if needed, if you had to match up the salaries, Jimmy Butler makes twenty million dollars. Kyle Kuzma makes one or two million dollars. Brandon Ingram makes six. Let's go down this path. Kyle Kuzma for two, a first-round pick, mm-hmm. and you eat that crappy Lowell Deng contract that has like two or three years left on it. Tibbs $18 million. Dollars. That contract. So Tibbs would, would get Lowell Deng back oh. to just be a corpse on the bench, oh. but he would be the bulk of making up for, you have to match the salaries. So Deng for $18 million, Kuzma for two, and then I would make them also throw in what would be a, like a late first round pick because come on we're taking the Lowell Deng contract and Kuzma's one of the bright young wing players he was an outstanding rookie last year I would even settle for Brandon Ingram who was a number two overall pick broke out last year he's a he's six foot nine he can switch on three or four positions defensively I don't know you'd have to you'd have to throw in something else to make the salaries match but if you could get one of those two guys and a first round pick. And I guess you'd have to eat the Deng contract. That's a, I make that phone you call. You know what that is right there, Phil Mackey? That's a whole lot of one thing. Reckless speculation! With no regard for human life! That'd be cool, man. I'd like to, to see that again. Reckless speculation! 651-646-8255. What do you think of that? I'd be very tempted. Like, I know the Wolves won't, but... Listen, if I have if I have my star veteran player who's near 30 and nearing a contract and physically I'm saying to myself is a bit worn down and he's telling me I should trade cat I uh, I would uh, be extremely tempted to say I got to do something here and it's not going to be trading Carl Anthony Towns I think so, the, the fact that we're even by we not us the fact that Someone from the Jimmy Butler, Tom Thibodeau region of camp is floating this Carl Anthony Towns trade stuff. Is so stupid. I know, like, but what are we like? But it keeps stop. popping. But it keep, keeps popping up. If I'm Glenn Taylor and I saw one more report, if I saw sourced information about a Carl Anthony Towns trade yep. that I thought was coming from Tom Thibodeau or Jimmy Butler, I would fire Tom Thibodeau, which maybe you should just do anyways. 
and I would trade Jimmy Butler. Like the fact that that's even a conversation just being remember, leaked to the media reme- is so asinine. Remember to me. when the tra- when the Towns trade talk started, everybody here said, "Oh, there's nothing to it. It's just made up garbage." Well, he's not going to be traded. I know it's not, but but it's not made up. There's so- there's something weird is going on here, and it's starting to play itself out. And if Jimmy Butler is that bothered by Cat, I would say Jimmy. It's been nice, but we're not going to do this. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Howard in Chicago. First of all, there's two things over here. One, if you want to make a trade, you want to trade Butler. You try. You send him to San Antonio. San Antonio sends Kawhi. Well, that would be yeah to, to, to Philly, and you get some assets for Philly. But the problem is, it doesn't make a difference. They've destroyed the league. And until everyone can figure out that they got to change what's happening, it doesn't make a difference because you could have Jimmy Butler. Hey, you could even, in theory, trade Wiggins for Kyrie Irving, and you still can't win. Because when, when you allow teams to go over the cap that much and you allow the mid-level exemption for a team like Golden State, you destroy the game. Making the assumption that – the Capella goes back to Houston. Does it make a difference if you're a seven seed or a six seed or an eight seed? You're not getting out of the first round. And until they find a way to to reshape this league, I would boycott. If you if you're really a Wolves fan, let's boycott the NBA and find a way to straighten it out because it ain't getting any better. And if you really look at it, disregarding. LeBron going home. When is the last major free agent to sign on the Midwest team from another team? And the answer is zero. I mean, the Warriors won a championship without signing a major free agent. And they, then they added Kevin Durant and one more. Here's the thing. It's not the league that's holding the Timberwolves back, okay? It's the Timberwolves that have been holding the Timberwolves back for 30 years. That's the constant theme here. Let's be concerned about what Golden State is doing if and when the, the Wolves start to get their own house in order, which they're not doing right now. Kelly, you're on the show. Hey, guys. I'm from in North Carolina. I totally agree about the pumpkins. I work for a delivery company, and one of my customers still has their pumpkin for last Halloween riding on their front It's disgusting and shouldn't be allowed, Kelly. That's right. Have a good one. <laughs> Thank you. We called about that. I love when we called about the pumpkins. Well, Kelly's right. <laughs> there's no, there's nothing. Okay, make pumpkin pie and that's it. That's all. Nothing else. This Wolves thing really drives me crazy. It's so unnecessary. It is. This is unnecessary drama. This is drama. It's <laughs> not it, for us. No, it's fun. It's wonderfully necessary. But this is so unnecessary. But what? No, oh, never mind. Kevin, Kevin tweets in. How did we manage to go from the Wolves are ready for when Golden State falls off to this franchise is once again hopelessly lost? I don't know, but. Here we are. Got Jimmy Butler talking to the Chicago Sun-Times, floating the notion that Carl Anthony Towns being traded would solve the team's problems. Yep. All right, buddy. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, all right, let's come back here uh, in a minute. Let's talk about Luther Brookdale Toyota for a second. 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. So they are off celebrating the 4th of July with their families tomorrow, just like the rest of us. Uh, they're going to be back on Thursday and open until uh, tonight, too. Luther Brookdale Toyota is absolutely the best service department and dealership in town. My friends, Paula and Tony and Badu and the sales crew, showroom area, they're going to get you into the best vehicle that's right for you, whether it's a lease or a financing plan. In fact, if you go through the special section of LutherBrookdaleToyota.com right now, 
you can find all kinds of great deals. I, I like leasing. Personally, I'm in the middle of a three-year lease on a 2016 Corolla. They have 2018 Camrys right now. That's sportier, sleeker-looking Camry. You can put no money down. So you walk in, you test drive it, you fill out the paperwork, you get into a three-year lease, just $309 a month, no money down. Same exact deal on a 2018 RAV4. Stop in sometime today. Mackie and Judd now continue. You got to act excited. You got a gift. You got to act excited. But some of you are going, what do I know? On 1500 ESPN. Dream of playing at U.S. Bank Stadium. We've got your chance. You can sign up your team right now to participate in United Health Group's Touch of Football Flag Football Tournament. It is happening Saturday, September 8th. Flag football teams will take over U.S. Bank Stadium for this one-day six-on-six tournament all to raise money for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Uh, Foundation. Team spots are limited. Get signed up now. Details at 1500ESPN.com. Keyword events. All right. Uh, I'm just going through this article, Chicago Sun-Times. I sent a tweet out. If you want to read it, uh, just at Phil Mackey. I think it's the last thing I tweeted, so you can click on the link. And another piece to this story, and again, this is, I think it's Joe Cowley is is the writer here. Yep, it was. And he used to cover the Bulls, and so he's got sources, Jimmy Butler camp sources. And the the two things that stood out, number one, the fact that Jimmy Butler sees a solution being, he does he doesn't like playing with Towns, thinks Towns... <laughs> is aloof, all these things, and thinks that the Wolves should trade Carl Anthony Towns and that that might get him to sign an extension and stay beyond this year. Well, that's a non-starter. But the other thing that was noted here, and it's not a direct quote from Butler, but it's clearly coming from Butler's camp, is that he feels as if other teams and players on other teams are recruiting him harder and better than Wolves' ownership, specifically ownership. Yeah. That Glenn Taylor has essentially ignored Butler or hasn't made Butler feel like he's a long-term centerpiece. Um, It doesn't go into too much detail. Mm -hmm. And this is where I'll turn my attention to Glenn Taylor. He let the Kevin Garnett relationship sour beyond the point of repair. And even though Butler has kind of been a, kind of been a prickly pain to deal with in terms of, you know, his, his willingness to throw young teammates under the bus. If he's on your team and he's your best player, you got to go out of your way to try and make it work, right? If you're the owner, like you've got it, it's you've, the problem. You've got to be a but, connector of people here. But you have to, you have to keep in mind that Glenn, that Glenn's mode of operating for a long time now has been, I let my coach and or GM do all that. So he's no, counting. I understand that. So, right. I'm saying so that he shouldn't count- do that. So like he should, he should be a better connector of people. Well, is what and I'm this saying. and this is why we got the, the problem too when when um, Glenn went on Chad's show in the spring and and mentioned that that we want Jimmy to help recruit and Jimmy's agent immediately said no 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 that's not what he's going to do which is ridiculous because, for Jimmy's agent to say that too sure it is but but this Anthony is, Davis recruited Julius Randle yesterday this is all speaking about the issue that this franchise other than when flip was the, was there cuz i think he tried to fix this but this franchise for ages and ages has had a disconnect at way too many places so in a league now where the operating procedure is the owner at least steps in and appears engaged the wolves don't have that and the, but the other problem now is is where flip was a people person Tibbs is 1,000% not, right? So Tibbs' mode of operating is to expect that that you can handle yourself. Well, that's all, all well and good maybe in 1982, but in 2018, things have changed. But 
This is going to end with Butler not being happy, Tibbs obviously not being pleased, and the worst part about this, it's going to also end with Cat being PO'd as well. If he's not already, and my guess is he is. If this is yeah, if, so, if this isn't repairable, and you've got a triangle here of Carl Anthony Towns, I'm leave Andrew Wiggins out of it. Carl Anthony Towns, <laughs> Jimmy Butler, and Tom Thibodeau, and Butler and Tom Thibodeau are tied at the hip. I'm sorry, guys. If if you're tied at the hip and you're not going to make it work with Carl Anthony Towns, then this decision's very easy. We're finding a we're finding a trade partner for Jimmy Butler, and we're finding a new president of basketball operations and a new coach. Yeah. I mean, it's that important to make sure that Carl Anthony Towns is your centerpiece for 10 years. And the one thing Howard said last segment when he called in, and I agree with, it is really hard if you have cap space in your Minnesota. Even if you open up perfect amounts of cap space, you're not going to get Kevin Durant to sign with you. That's not going to happen. So you have to hit on those top draft picks and develop guys. You can't hit on Carl Anthony Towns and then piss him off. And then start over again. Like it's 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 once every twenty years a year, you land a player like that. A year ago, this franchise had something that it hadn't had for probably fifteen years, thirteen years, and that was one very simple thing. It had hope. It had nobody said that that Jimmy Butler and Cat were, were going to win a title. What you said was there's hope. As far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned, now that hope is dried up and gone. Pelissero coming in next to follow us here. Mackie and Judd, find us Mackie and Judd show page fifteen hundred ESPN dot com. Happy Fourth. We'll see you Thursday.